Hey, America, start, start listening, listening now. Ah, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where's yeah, I, yeah there wasn't a voice to fill out the lower register. Oh, it's God. just you, Eric. Oh, so where's Derek? Where is Derek? He's elsewhere. He's an international man of mystery oh, at the wait, moment. Wait, no, hang on, hang on. If Derek's not here, we can't roll the music. Yeah, how do we... How do we roll the music? Uh, do we just have to go a cappella or something? Okay, yeah, it'll be like Elf. We have to sing it loud for all to hear, so everybody just, uh, okay. And welcome to another acapella episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, home of the greatest sports team in the world, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm Eric. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm Samantha. I'm Danny. Oh, oh yeah. awkward pause. Yeah, uh, Derek's, Derek's on vacation. He's uh, on another continent at the moment. The same continent that uh, Eurovision is sometimes on. <laughs> well, actually, no, no, not really. I mean, uh, some, oh, it's some, Egypt some, first. Yeah, I mean, nice. he went to Egypt. He went, yeah. So uh, that's wrong, but you know what? Uh, <laughs> That's okay. First place, Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm saying it now because who knows for how long I'll be able to. Just hold on to that feeling, man. Just hold on to it. Oh, I'm trying. Uh, Speaking of trying, Sam, hit him with this. Oh, God. (laughs) Fine. I'll attempt to hit people with the socials. You can find us on all the standard social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, Blue Sky, yada, 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 Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, 12 Points USA. Just email us directly, 12pointsfromamerica at gmail.com. Feel free to check out our merchandise over on our Redbubble page, or you can support us directly on Patreon. Whether you support us financially or not, we love and appreciate you either way, but Patreon supporters do get exclusive content and early access to episodes, and it's just another way to get in touch with us. Uh, You might be listening to us via our friends over at Switch Radio Europe Calling. Uh, If you are, that's awesome. If not, check them out. They're great. So yeah, so we are, at time of recording, less than a week out from Junior Eurovision 2023. By the time you're listening to it, I mean... By the time you're listening to this, it may have already been been do- over and done with. So, yeah, mm-hmm. depending on how Saturday, right? Sunday, 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 Sunday. 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 Uh, of course, yes, yes. yes. Okay. Junior Eurovision at a truck, a <laughs> uh, monster truck rally. Yes. yes, the triumphant return of Superman. Yes. All right. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably the most American that we can make Eurovision. Yeah, yeah, probably. But if they ever decide to really shell out for the enormous American audience that I'm sure Eurovision has and that they notice every single time. They are going to, uh, we're going to host it in like, uh, like I'm going to say like the convention center outside of Madison, Wisconsin, and we're going to do monster trucks. Or oh, like, the, like flag of, parade that's nothing but monster trucks. Speaking of, in, I, I, I've been to Michigan and Iowa over the last <laughs> month or so. Yes. And this past weekend, I went to Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Madison uh, is a pretty cool little town. Like, it, is nice, yeah. it is a nice town. Uh, we went to a football game. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh-huh. Uh, Liz, uh, uh, we went to see our, uh, our beloved uh, Nebraska football team. Ye who husk the corn. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yes, for, for, for the non-Americans or the folks who aren't familiar with uh, college football team names, <laughs> yes, it's the Nebraska Corn Huskers. Yeah. That's right. Corn. They husk corn, but they do it menacingly. That just strikes fear into the heart of their opponents. You know what they? You know what they were originally called before they were the corn huskers. What dare I ask? Is this just like the Nebraska Nebraskans? Is it one no, of those situations? No, no, no. Uh, the husk corners. No, no. 
No, they were originally the bug eaters. Oh. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. Long, long ago. Yeah. Really? Yep. I, I mean, like... Because they eat bugs. Because they eat bugs. I imagine it's the same sort of logic that goes behind, like, you know, what, I don't know what, what the university is, but, like, what's the most terrifying thing that we can imagine? And so a bunch of farmers raise their hands and go, the boll weevil! I mean, or the boll weevils. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who said that the bull, the, that are the boll weevils? Yeah. A, Who are the boll weevils? There's a... Eric? It's down Mr. south Sports somewhere. I, I don't know. It's not Ole Miss. We need to stop talking about sports. <laughs> I, I mean, think. then again, like, I um, went to a school that our, our mascot were the Fighting Scots. Ooh. Which is I mean, kind, of, kind I, of awkward. They do. Yes. Yeah, they do. That's, that's horrifying. Yeah. Uh, got a giant, like, groundskeeper willy mascot. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of mm-hmm. great. We've got bagpipes playing. It's not good old McAllister. Uh, All right. So uh, we have... Uh, Junior's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we, it, at the time of recording, we've seen some rehearsal uh, footage, photos mostly. Um, we finally found out the running order. Uh, why don't we start with that? Um, sure. Yeah. We've got. Um, I, I, yeah, basically, what there's they some do, interesting things here. Yeah. Basically, for those of you who aren't familiar, the running order was drawn partially and then partially producer led. So what they do is after this opening ceremony, and we'll talk about the opening ceremony in a bit, they have a random drawing for where France, the host nation, will sing. And they drew 12th place? Ducian? Or Duce? Yes, 12th. Uh, And then they draw randomly who is going to open the show and who's going to close the show. So opening the show will be Spain. Closing the show will be the Netherlands, which is a nice change considering that they opened the show last year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a little bit of balance in the universe, I guess. Uh, And then beyond that, after Spain, France, and the Netherlands, the producers sit in a room. They basically go ahead and discuss, you know, tempo of song, color, any props where a commercial break might be potentially going. And they figure out the best flow of the show from there. So after a couple of hours, they've come up with this order. And let's just run through it all. We don't know where the commercial breaks are, but it'll be Spain, Malta. Yeah, pour one out for Malta. Second time in a row. (laughs) Uh, Brutal. Yeah. Ukraine, Ireland, UK, North Macedonia, Estonia, Armenia, Poland, Georgia, Portugal, France, Albania, Italy, Germany, and then we close out, like I said, with the Netherlands. Absolutely brutal for Spain. Yes. Uh, I think that's, that's... Maybe the biggest takeaway of this whole thing. Uh, really good for the Netherlands. And it's funny, th- those two were just picked at random. But gosh, they just seem so... Uh, Very fortunate. Yeah. Or the opposite of that. <laughs> um, I mean, if it's it's random draw. And the thing is, like, forgetting about the actual result on a scoreboard. As it, when it comes to the actual production of a show and in, in engaging viewers and voters from that first moment and just keeping people tuned in... Starting the show off with a high-energy number in multiple languages, I think, is actually a really good move oh, from a programming standpoint. Yeah, it's Again, great this for wasn't... the show. It just sucks for them. Yeah, true. <laughs> no, totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, we, when we talk about senior, like, I remember we said this about, like, Chameleon mm-hmm. when that opened uh, 2018. <gasps> Gorgeous. Yeah, 2018. And, and, it, and, Chameleon? But we've, 2019. 2019. 2019. Yeah. Okay. 2018 was, uh, what was that, uh, uh, Taboo? Yeah. No, that didn't no, qualify. That didn't qualify. 2018 was taboo. Malta's submission, I mean. Oh, yes. Yes. But like, uh, We Are Domi uh, in yeah. 2022. Who the hell is Edgar? 2023. We like that spot to be a fun, upbeat 
song that won't win. And, <laughs> and but, but it, it's true though. It is. It is. And, yeah. and, and at this point, this is a shorter show. I think Spain has one of the better songs this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not. It's not a death sentence, but it's. I think it's about as bad of a spot as they could have gotten. Oh, not second. Well, they were never getting no. second. Though, is the <laughs> no, thing. no, probably not. But uh, if but if they had randomly drawn a slow entry for yeah. song number one, they probably mm-hmm. could have put an upbeat song in, in song number two. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, so it's all trying about creating a sawtooth to create an engaging show. Like yeah. we have the photos, like we said, of the first set of rehearsals. You know, at time of recording. Mm-hmm. So Spain is upbeat. Malta is slower. Ukraine is upbeat. Ireland uh, slower. UK is upbeat. North Macedonia. And Estonia are slower. Armenia is high tempo. Poland, Georgia, Portugal, low tempo. Mm-hmm. France is mid to high. Albania they... is slow. Oh, sorry. Italy is sort of mid tempo, mid to slow, I guess. Germany is mid to high, and the Netherlands is high. So it's a it's a good order. It's a good order. And gosh, they uh, obviously they couldn't move where France was, but they could certainly uh, do it some favors by putting a bunch of slow songs in front of it. And that is exactly what they did. And behind it. Uh, France is really going to jump out here. Uh, not that that song needs a ton of help, honestly, but mm-hmm. it, it certainly got some. Really happy for where Germany is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, is, yeah. this is what they're just their third appearance and the first time they're not opening the show. Yes. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Netherlands, who look, who look awesome. They look the, good going last. Yeah. The, they do. That's, it's really good for them, too. I think they're, uh, I think they're really going for it. And... Uh, it's great. I feel a little worried about about my UK. gal uh, at Ukraine. UK, too. I don't know. I'm just not super high on that one anyway. But uh, Armenia is in a good spot, too, mm-hmm. uh, going going after a couple slow ones. Really best spot, honestly. Right after Estonia, right before Poland, sort of just getting into the second half. I think it... Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on where we put commercial breaks, I think going real early in the second half means you're yeah you, you coming, want you want to be fresh towards the end of a half is yeah. is where the big ones end up, and right. Armenia is right in the middle. Yeah, that's that's eighth in the running order with Poland bringing us back in again. We don't know if it's half or you know divvied up into thirds. Mm-hmm. What the real split is, we don't mm-hmm. have a script here or anything like that. Um, but you know, when it comes to creating a sawtooth, this is a really really this looks solid really nice. solid uh-huh. programming. Yeah, God, those uh, for as long as we've been doing this, those random picks always work out so well. Uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to imply I anything. Mean, not, well, not, I mean, not if was, you're Germany. I remember back in 2022 when we had uh, it was like oh, La Festa was first. Yeah. No. Which, oh no, I mean, which is a great opener. Yeah. <laughs> you per- know, welcome, perfect opener. Welcome, yeah, yeah, to yeah. The, welcome to the party. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. I, at 2021, imagine us when the theme was imagine. imagine. <laughs> they're just a little too perfect sometimes. Yeah, I, I'm not. Again, I'm not saying I'm not calling shenanigans. No, it's just I don't know. It's fate. It's part of what makes Junior so magical. Really, uh, these were pulled during the opening ceremony. Mm-hmm. They were pulled by our pal Lissandro, yeah. who looks about the same. His hair's a bit longer. <laughs> His hair got longer, yeah. which makes sense. Uh, and uh, okay, this this I have to say some things about this ceremony. First of all, it was the most French thing since baguettes. Uh, <laughs> or they didn't have like three young children bicycling through the auditorium with a with a with a baguette and some like re- red onions. Hanging. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Shooting Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> If Sacre only. Bleu. Sacre bleu. <laughs> if only. 
Uh, no, it was just very French. Uh, there was little regard for non-French languages, I feel like, <laughs> in terms of in terms of being understood. Well, it, keep in mind, this, I believe, was shown on French TV. Like, it was shown live on French TV. It's not just a show for... I know, the Eurovision but audience. like, but like, you, you had to throw some bones uh, to to the French audience. I mean, the, and and you know what their priority is, I guess, is what oui, I'm saying. Absolutely, but yeah, it, it was it was a fun show. Uh, it delightfully awkward interviews throughout. There were a lot of great uh, question, a, a lot of great answers to the question they asked every kid, which was, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Um, some of my favorite answers were uh, involved being invisible, so you could do blank. Um, and, and there were some, there were some great answers to that, uh, in terms of like sneaking into concerts or Ariana Grande's studio. And it's like, oh, so stealing. Yeah. Cool. Well, there uh, were a couple best... of kids who did say like, yeah, I just want to go into all the stores and like try everything on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the best one though, I think was the, the gal from the UK who said she wished she had the power to make Newcastle win every match. Oh, bless. Wow. Oh, bless. It's a... There are limits to even some power. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, Newcastle fans. I have nothing against you. I don't think. No, no, I don't. Um, it, but it was it was fun. Uh, there was a musical medley of French acts of the last five or six years, mm-hmm. basically uh, since they returned to Junior Eurovision. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Carla, who was doing double duty as a as a co-host of the thing, performed a bit of Bim Bam Trois, and this was all set to uh, a. A pianist mm-hmm. playing uh, a little piano pieces. This is a guy, I should have written his name down, but he has about 9 million followers on TikTok uh, just playing piano in public and being very good at it. Mm. Uh, so they were all there. And and the it was cool to see all of these acts come through. Uh, Valentina, the, mm-hmm. their act from 2020, was there. She has not aged at all in three years. Nope. She's meanwhile, too little and cute. Meanwhile, uh, Enzo? Enzo from uh, 2021, TikTok, uh, is now 25 years old. <laughs> yes, somebody it's, was putting Miracle Grow in his castle. Holy I mean, crap. Yeah. He's, um, and it, it looked, I, I, I sent a photo to, to Liz and she just said, Jesus. Uh, and, and, <laughs> uh, but noted, and I had definitely forgotten this, and it's, it's shocking to think about when you think about the presentation and how little he was and everything. He was 13. Uh-huh. At at when he did TikTok, uh, and I would have thought he was at least two years younger, maybe. Oh more. yeah, he was he was small. He's had like a growth spurt or five since he, we saw him last. Yeah, gi- he's gigantic. It's weird. Who's it, the it, Who's the Greek singer at ESC this last year? You know the one oh, who was Andrew Lem- the one who was Lem- like seventeen but looked like he was thirty. Uh, Andrew Lambert? No, Andrew, no, no, that's no, no, Cypress. No, 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 no. Whatever's in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Something happening well, uh, there from what country they say? to country. Victor Vernikos. Victor that's Vernikos. it. Yes, yes. yes. That's, oh, that's right. He was super young. Yeah, he was like 17. Yeah, he was like yeah, 16, 17. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, I think about... Uh, and he still looked 15 years older than the boy from Denmark they dredged out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think it's Nadav Wedge syndrome right there. Oh, <laughs> Nadav. <laughs> He's yeah. probably in his sixties now. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, the way the way it's gone. All right. Um, enough of making fun of children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on this show, never. No. Uh, no. Can't get through the season unless I drag fun. some kids. It's it's interesting to see uh, a kid who has gone through uh, what feels like full blown puberty singing TikTok. The TikTok. entirety of puberty. Like, <laughs> but I mean, at least they like classed it up with the with the piano solo yeah, and everything. No, it, it was it actually very oh. very. Yeah, very it cool. wasn't bad. It was just it's it's weird. 
to to have um, what seems like an adult singing this song. Uh, Bim Bam Twa, kind of the same thing. Carla is probably 18, 19 now. I don't even think she's, I mean, because she sang in 2019. She was, what, 13 or 14 then. So, okay, she's 18 now. She's 18, okay. according to according to Wikipedia. So that's another one that's kind of like seeing, seeing these... Uh, practical in some case literal adults singing mm-hmm. these silly songs was was kind of cool it reminded me of the the interval act at last year's junior eurovision which props to the the junior eurovision youtube team for doing like a a, a rewatch of last year's yes. show mm-hmm. this past weekend which is dark biscabi again oh that was great <laughs> but like um it was that that interval act where mm-hmm. you saw all almost not all of the winners, but a large portion of the yes. winners come back. And you forget that Ralph Mackenbach is in his 20s and has a career now, even though he mm-hmm. won Junior Eurovision, what, 2010? Um, yeah, and it, I think... It's, it's, you know, he, again, he's singing tickety-tack, tick-tack, click-clack, you know, singing that I'm a kid who loves to dance. Like, you are like an astrophysicist right now. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I think Biscebi were the, the earliest winners that did yes, show up. Yes, uh, So there were... Five, the first five winners uh, weren't able to make it. Right. Uh, but they had, you want to talk about someone who seems like hasn't aged at all. Destiny. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Has, has seemed about the way she is <laughs> since she was a kid. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. she's phenomenal. Oh, what a queen. Love her. She's she's the best. Love her. Uh, any other thoughts on the opening ceremony? It was it was just cute. It's, it's meant to be, it's meant to have the moment for all these kids to make them feel a bit special, to really have the, the sort of kickoff moment. And, you know, afterwards it turns into a party. It's, you know, you don't see a lot of that stuff on, on the the show itself, but it's, it's a really great way for these kids, many of whom have just landed at the host city, you know, that day or the day before to start to get to know each other and like interact and, you know, delegations get to meet and mingle. It's it's a really really nice way to sort of start the whole the whole process. I really I really do enjoy it. Having been to a couple of them in person, it's it's a really sweet um, yeah. sweet way to kick things off. Last year was you know mahusive and a whole you know <laughs> that was a whole, whole thing. thing. That's a whole thing. That was an opening ceremony plus a you know the Christmas tree lighting in the center square and the whole big thing. This is actually a lot more pared back. Um, and in 2021, they didn't have any opening ceremony like that at all. So to see it become, you know, a little bit more manageable, you know, I miss the grandeur of it, but I also realize it it takes a lot of budget to, <laughs> to yeah. do what Armenia did last year. So this this reminds me a lot of the opening ceremonies that we saw, or I saw at least, in Malta and, and Bulgaria. So when Armenia hosts again next year, do you think... Uh do you think they'll go all out again? It depends on if they if they host it over Christmas time or not. Fair enough. That's that was the really big tie-in. Yeah, that's uh, that's they, a good point. Yeah, if they continue to have it back in November like they like they do this year, maybe not. Um, but you know who knows? That's, I appreciate that's, that, you didn't even flinch when I was like, so when Armenia hosts again next year, it's I I fully <laughs> admit it's not out of the realm of possibility, especially it now just, that Spain is oh going God. first. Coin flip, yeah, honestly. Yeah. It just it just feels inevitable I, I think it's now the more you say it's inevitable the more i i resist like I, a cat being put into a bathtub i, I no. think are it's there inevitable. not still juries there are, are there still not? juries we yeah. will hear them sing it live we'll see how everything mm-hmm. comes together can't wait for derek to come yeah. back and harangue the concept of the juries yet again no it's it's fine <laughs> uh, derek had his way he'd rewrite the constitution so we didn't have juries yeah. <laughs> 
so dictator for life, Derek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so on, so on of course, the topic, I can be dictator. I know what's best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember to vote next year, America. Yeah. Uh, not um, Europe. Uh, well, you well, may. That too. That too. <laughs> yeah. If if you have the opportunity to vote wherever you are, vote. Generally, it's a good to do it. Yes. Um, to reject things that are bad. Yes. Um, speaking of things that are bad, uh, and or things that are. <laughs> Being scaled back from pa- from years past. Oh, this was okay. this was about the point we were going to have a we were going to cut in a, a chat with our pal Lisa Jane Lewis, who is uh, who is in Nice at the time of recording. Um, but as it turns out, there isn't uh, there isn't a lot for press and for fans to do. In fact, um, the press center is apparently not opening until. The day this episode comes out, uh, Friday, so two days before the uh, before we get started. Well, I mean that that doesn't seem completely shocking to me, considering that you know Tuesday and Wednesday basically were the first days of run-throughs. Yeah, for yes, uh, rehearsals. rehearsals started today. Yeah, so rehearsals have been closed to the press for mm-hmm. you know now a couple of years, both a junior and senior Eurovision. You know, I like to have as much information just like everybody else does, but at at its heart, this is a time for those delegations to get things polished, mm-hmm. ideally without the massive amount of pressure that somebody, you know, looking at a screen saying, oh, this isn't perfect, this is doomed to fail. You know, imagine saying that to a kid or yeah. about a kid. Oh, no, yeah. I know. I mean, that's, and I'm sure that's a huge part of it, but right. I, also, I also feel like... It's frustrating it, from a press point of view. It, I absolutely get that. I mean, la- last year, uh, it... it the press center opened on Thursday. I think in Paris it was Tuesday or Wednesday, mm. and it's a, it's a little bit concerning. I and I understand, especially when kids are involved. And obviously, there's a there is that new, I forget exactly what they called it, but but the the code of conduct, the, yeah, and k- taking care of the kids mm-hmm. policy that they that they've introduced. But I feel like it seems it it seems like there's there's a middle ground that could be. That could be had here. I just think uh, the, the people I know who are there mm-hmm. uh, are phenomenal people. Yeah, they they do amazing work. Yeah, absolutely. they would they would bring a lot of eyes to the contest. They would treat the kids with respect and and so on. And there isn't even a ton of opportunity to do those things uh, being uh, Offered even to the uh, to to the best people. Very true. So I, it's it's tough. I, I know there has to be a balance. I mean, especially when you're working with kids. Yep. I mean their their safety, especially last year when you had a number of kids getting sick. You know, mm-hmm. tr- if it, if yeah. it's the issue of trying to limit exposure to other human beings that are not your delegation, that might be a factor as well. well I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a, more than a dozen a, a junior. It's. 16 countries, it's more than double that at any given Eurovision. Mm-hmm. People coming in from dozens and dozens of places, bringing whatever it is they're... Pathogens. They're, yeah, whatever they're, they're bringing. And stuff's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get it, but I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, EBU, if you're listening, we love you. We love this contest in particular so much, and we hope that, uh, we, we hope that this... You know, if, if if there's a if there's a trend in a in a more shutdown direction, that you will hopefully 
maybe reconsider that. That's 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 all I'm saying. But well, I, I, I know that France isn't really scrimping on the money, but you need money in order to uphold a bureaucracy that will allow this to sort of happen I to was facilitate in two this. years ago and it wasn't and and, and it was very covidy and it and <laughs> no it was, and, it was and and it wasn't it wasn't like quite like this there were there was twice as much time in the press center uh and opportunities to do interviews and things like that and we'll talk about uh sam and i have both uh sam far more than i have but we have some jesc stories we're going to share that's going to be our Meat and potatoes of the uh, of the show here. Uh, any any um, any other thoughts on what we've seen so far? Anything from photos that really jumped out at you? Anything like that? I mean, honestly, I mean, first and foremost, mahusive credit to to Corin Cumming, who is the lead photographer oh, over at Junior Eurovision and, and, and senior, to be to be frank. Uh, she does an incredible, incredible job, uh, and you could tell that she comes from a background of concert photography as well as por- portraiture. Like she knows, she knows how to make a darn good concert photo. <laughs> yeah, if if you've seen photo like official looking photos of basically any Eurovision in the last two years, there's a good chance that. It's Corin. It's Corin. This one person took all of these pictures. Yeah, and she did it on um, a busted ankle last year too. Like she, yeah, she. It, it, the woman's a hero and deserves all of the praise and flowers. We got to like, get her on this show. I, I, yeah, she's fantastic. So, um, yeah, yeah, uh, but I mean, it's it's again, it's hard to tell without video at this point. It's still very, you know, very still. Um, I think the stage is beautiful. Yes, I think they are oh, doing. A, you know, the the Palais Nikaya is a fantastic venue. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how everything comes out. I think the, the LEDs, it's, there's a lot of flexibility. You're seeing a lot of, lot of bright, a lot of very engaging, uh, background graphics, a uh, decent amount of stage prop work, like, like, uh, like stagecraft, not necessarily like, you know, giant balloons, but like things like platforms or like Lord of the Lost head <laughs> <laughs> only littler cause Little. it's children. It's kids. Uh, ne- Netherlands uh, is a good example of that. There's mm. there's some structures and things. They they real that one in particular I think really looks great. Also, you're not going to believe this. Ukraine looks adorable. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you expect? There's like cartoon characters on the screens in the back. Oh my <laughs> god, this. Ugh. Is that even cuter than the national uh, final that, performance? You know, I'm not sure. Uh, that's a pretty high bar. She's she has a different outfit. Yeah, she's in pink now. She's in pink With now. Little hearts on it. She did wear the, uh, for lack of a better word, clown outfit um, <laughs> from the national final at the opening ceremony, mm-hmm. Um, mm. but did not uh, is not wearing that for the uh, the big show. Yeah, mm. there's a uh, Germany looks really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I also I have to say I loved Fia's outfit on the red carpet. Yeah, she was wearing this sort of like silvery oh. kind of not, not quite jumpsuit. I mean, it was it was it was, but there was this overlay that was kind of like diamondy. It was really sparkly and very fun and very like if I were a thirteen year old walking a red carpet, that's what I would want to wear. Mm. And it was just like Fia, you're cool. I like you. And yes, it's yeah. in in terms of striking visuals, I think maybe the the biggest one that I think needs to be mentioned is Portugal. Mm. Uh, yeah, that one is that's a that's going to be a really special performance. If if you haven't seen a ton of this stuff, but you're going to tune into Junior, and I hope you do, watch for Portugal. Uh, it is it's that one is really really going to be something. 
Uh, unfortunately, Portugal is going uh, right before France, which is uh, just too bad. But who knows? I mean, listen, people, people, uh, the, the Portugal has its has its boosters out there. Mm-hmm. Many of them are on juries. Yeah. Oh yeah, the juries are going to be. Yeah, they're they're really going to like this. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Portugal. I think the dress is really going to be the the focus here. Um, Tell me. It's, Since it's, I haven't seen pictures, uh, do tell. Sort of a, a light, yeah, like kind of a cupcakey confection, <laughs> but it's it's layered and there's tulle, and I think there's some sort of a lighting element that's going to be involved with uh-huh. it. And I think it's it's supposedly a very involved piece. I think I read somewhere that it's like seven different pieces kind of come together to create this garment. So, you know, we've only seen stills. I haven't seen this in action yet, but there's the dress is going to be a very cool focal point. I think for All that, right. yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's just cool. All of this is just cool. Um, the the UK they're bringing in those three diamonds, the the kind of stage with the sure. little diamonds that yeah. they had in the national, yeah they're in doing the, the, music. the in the music they're video, doing yeah. the music video gotcha yeah. gotcha yeah. Um, Britain does like its lit up structures for staging. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> Who doesn't really? I mean, it worked for Sam Ryder. Put them in a frame. Mm. <laughs> yep. Um, it's just it's all. It's all happening. I, I you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm sad that I'm not there to experience it in I, person. I'm really but getting, I'm really getting. I'm getting some FOMO. Yeah, FOMO mm-hmm. for it's sure. a, it's a little bit more finicky for us to actually watch JESC. Much more finicky than the, than the contest over here, the, the, than the main show over here in America. But we are going to find a way. Well, I mean, I think for me, mm-hmm. the biggest challenge will be waking up to watch a contest at nine o'clock in the morning. Yes, but it's yeah. you know, if, anyway. if the Australians can deal eggs. with it. it yeah. <laughs> If the oh, Aussies what time be... will it be for the Aussies? Nine. Oh. Or, oh, oh, for the Aussies? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be eight at it's, night? It, it, oh, finally. It's already happened. <laughs> uh, uh, they can let us know who won. Okay, Imagine so... it happening at like a reasonable time at night. Like it's going to be 8 p.m. <laughs> uh, let's see here. 9 a.m. Central Standard Time in Sydney. That's 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, they never crap. get an even break, do they? No. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So that's this, that's this junior. Let's talk about some... Some past juniors. Yeah. Uh, Sam, I think we're going to be asking you some some questions here, uh, and I, I may have some things to add on a couple of these. I'm going to start with my my favorite question that I wrote, which was, uh, <laughs> what what is what's something that you've experienced at junior that would never happen at regular Eurovision? Oh my gosh! Um... Oh, bed wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's happened. <laughs> I feel like I see. And it could just be part and parcel of me having, for many of my junior Eurovisions, have been at uh, hotels where the delegations are. There's a lot more interaction with the delegations at junior oh. than there is at senior, I feel. That at least for the ones that I was at in Bulgaria and Malta, so 2014 and 2015, you know, 2021, it's kind of a wild card because it was still very covid Everybody was still very much locked down. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in the same... Um, the hotel, a lot of the crew and the, the organizing group, as well as a lot of the delegations were all at the same hotel. Great hotel, by the way. Um, and so you see a lot of the, at the end of the day, the kids running around the piano that would be in the, the inevitable piano that's in every hotel lobby Uh and just hanging out and jamming and just singing together and getting to know each other and making friends and, you know, you see it at the end of the day, at the end of the um, 
uh, at the, after the contest and after the credits have rolled and people are kind of going back to the green room, you know, before heading over to their dressing room and everybody's, you know, they're hugging They're you know, all the delegations, they don't just go into their little pockets and just, you know, only the Estonians talk to the Estonians and the Germans all stay with you. <laughs> Everybody, I mean, it's like, it's like the last day of summer camp. Oh, it's just, you know, I'm, you know, it's, 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 it's really bittersweet. It's a lot of, I'm really proud of you. I'm going to miss you. Let's keep in touch. Um, you know, uh, trying to figure out how much Haribo they can eat from the, from the uh, craft services so they how can stay up it? as <laughs> name names. I feel like, uh, Malta, there was a lot of, a lot of Haribo going on at the junior Euro club that year. I was going to say, what is the craft service table like? What is I mean, it? For I mean, me, is it more candy? There was a lot. Um, the club I mean, crackers. I, <laughs> no, junior. Uh, I mean, granted, for me, Guinness zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll see what happens when when Ireland inevitably hosts junior. They better. Imagine. I would love that. Oh, put it in Galway. Oh my god! And they, totally, they totally. They totally would. Could. They really could. Yeah. Oh my god! But, I'm giving all my points to Ireland forever yep. until that happens. Gal- Galway is. Such a great one city. of the best cities I've ever spent time in. But yeah, for me, I think the thing that sticks out for me at junior is watching the acts interact with each other in a way that they don't necessarily at senior. Like senior, they they you know people meet each other and they make friends and you know sometimes you'll see a collaboration. You know, like Chris Kostoff hanging out with Joust, you know, afterwards and mm-hmm. doing a, you know that song "Burning Bridges" that we love. Um, but it's a little bit different when they all see each other over the breakfast buffet in the morning. And they're all trying to figure out how to how to how to, how to eat the honeycomb off of the off of the, of the say, making fun of the Dutch for putting those little chocolate sprinkles on everything. Hagelslag? that yeah. is the bomb. Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I love Hagelslag. What So, Hagelslag. so what you're saying, Sam, is is at Eurovision they're not here to make friends, but at Junior Eurovision they are. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. These kids work hard. Like they, they are, mm-hmm. you know, hardworking, super, super talented, disciplined. Many of these kids have gone through festivals and you know television shows for you know a, a long time. Some mm-hmm. of them, have, you know, but at their heart, they're kids between the ages of nine and fourteen. Mm-hmm. They want to have fun, and they get to meet other kids that are doing this for the same joy and the same reason. And it, it. It means the world. Hmm. It's it, it gives you the warm and fuzzies. But yeah, that's that's the thing that I like to see. Um, okay, next question, Sam. Who are some of your favorite kids that you've ever interviewed for this? Like, are there any interviews specifically that really stick out in your mind? I mean, the thing is, the the another difference between junior and senior is that a lot of the time, the kids that I'm meeting at junior, their English language skills haven't developed to the point where they are feeling confident speaking in English yet. Sometimes they'll try and, 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 you know, sometimes they're doing great. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time there is a little bit of shyness and and lack of confidence that kind of comes from that. So there is naturally a little bit more of a flow and a rapport with the kids who do speak English. Mm -hmm. You know, the kids from Ireland do stick out, one, because their English is spectacular, but two, they're... I mean, granted, this is a generalization at all, but the Irish contestants that I've met, a junior and senior, they know how to tell a story. They can, they can, they can answer a question with more than just a yes or no or a simple answer. They, you know, it's it's easy to hold a conversation with them. Yeah, I mean, Mayu Levy Lawler was one of my favorites. Such uh, a great kid. He was he was great. He, uh, he was. 
his brother was, is also a choice. His brother was great, and he was so excited that his brother was was going to be there because his brother was. He, he read the votes. Yeah. Oh my God! So so I had forgotten about the, the mention of uh, the, the, um, when we were talking about the rewatch of last year. Mm-hmm. There was a moment I'd forgotten about where um, the singer from Portugal's sister read the votes, and you realize how much little Portugal looked just so much as much yeah, like her brother. Uh, yes, but but also when the Irish spokesperson came out. And it was a little girl, a little redhead girl that looked a lot like a smaller Sophie uh, Lennon. And oh, she, yeah. she says, hello, guess whose little sister I am. <laughs> it fantastic. was It was so cute. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I mean, Amy Banks, who was the first Irish representative, um, incredible young opera singer who, by the way, has continued. Like she's currently like in conservatory in Dublin to become a, a professional opera singer. Um, she's incredible. You know, her sister Anna uh, read out the points, and Anna has now been seen like as one of the songwriters for a lot of Junior Eurovision entries since then. So it's cool mm. to see that continuation. Um, outside of the Anglos- Anglophone sphere, my brain goes to uh, 2014, uh, the Croatian representative, a girl by the name of Josie, Josie Zech, who her mother was American, so she spoke English fluently. But even beyond just the confidence of, you know, I'm going to be on stage, I'm going to sing, and I'm going to do my thing, she went another level. She took charge. Like, she was a force. (laughs) Um, I mean, this is a girl who, when she wasn't singing and performing, she was, you know, creating apps and, you know, designing. And, and like, really, really bright girl. And at one point, she went to me, our friend Emma Backfish, friend of the show. Oh, yeah. Shout Uh, out to Emma. Yeah, Garrett Mulhall from Eurovision Ireland. Uh, and Terry, uh, Terry Vision, if you remember our delightful the, the puppet, the puppet, yes, and basically says, "All right, I'm going to do a video for my YouTube. We're going to do the disgusting jelly bean challenge, like the the bean boozled, uh, yes, yeah, like, yeah. like oh, wow. Russian roulette of belly." And she led it, and she basically grabbed the four of us and says, "All right, let's do this. I'm going to lead this. We're going to have fun." And so, like, she she flipped the script and turned the tables, and it was so much fun. I guess we might put the I, – I found the video. Actually, I just got the, the Facebook notification. It was nine years ago, like, yesterday that I did it. Oh, man. Why don't we put that up on Patreon? Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. And check, check out the Patreon. Yeah. This this is going to be worth your whatever number of dollars yeah, it is. Yeah, it just uh, – the thing it's, is, like uh, – I hate black jelly beans, whether they're the bean boozled flavored or not. Like this was never going to end Ooh, well. For what, me. So okay, so black would be what, like licorice and skunk. Sk- oh God, I was going to say like tires. <laughs> no, I think it was it was skunk. I was going to say, oh no, by, good flavor. By that point, licorice. I like I had I had like spun for like three bad ones in a row. And her mother, like, could see me turning green. And, like, I was trying to explain, Josie, for the love of God, I hate black liquor. This is a lose-lose situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I could see her mother, like, gesticulating behind the camera. It's like, Josie, let her have a pass. <laughs> give her give her a chance to breathe or else she's going to uh, hurl. She's, she's an alpha. <laughs> she's not letting that happen. You, you eat that jelly bean right oh, now. Oh, God, no. I like uh, the green ones because the green ones for me are not so bad because the green one is just juicy pear. Uh, or if it's bad. It's grass? It's grass. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't that, that was, like, it's like worse. whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think the, the bright blue one was either blueberry or it was like toothpaste, toothpaste which yeah. wasn't terrible. But it's like... It's better than like the vomit isn't one. Is notably supposed to taste fine? <laughs> yeah. 
but you're not. But you're not supposed but to swallow exactly. it. Exactly. When you're when you're ready for when you're ready for fruit and you taste toothpaste instead. Okay. It's, it's that's like when you. Thing. It's that's like when you thing. grab a cup of something in the morning and you think it's going to be orange juice and it's milk. Sure. That is the worst way to start your day. Oh, I I did that European, once with European orange juice is always very milky looking. God, I did that once. I thought it was Sprite and it was water. Boy, and that's a weird sensation. Let me tell you. Try try thinking it's water and surprise, gin. uh, Oh God, (laughs) it's me me and Bruges. Um, uh, I think my favorite interview, if I can tack one on, attack one more on. Uh, has got to be Elisabetta Lisa. Yes. Oh, from, she was such a doll. Uh, Italy, 2021. Paris is the only junior I've been to. Um, and I, I interviewed a lot of the acts for, for that one. Shout out to Andy from uh, Eurovox yeah. for kind of taking me under his wing and showing me how to like respectfully get interviews and things like that. But she she was such a delight. She had so much enthusiasm for music. She was so excited. This was... This is months after Monoskin. Mm, oh my so like God, she yeah. was going she was crazy about that. We bonded over our love of the song Ringo Starr uh, by the uh, <laughs> the, the penguins. The, the yeah, the tactical nuclear penguins, yeah. yes. And just had a, 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 I don't know, a great conversation about about that and about music. And and uh, Sam, you mentioned the the language barrier being very different. Uh, with Junior, I think a, a very large majority of ESCAC speak English. That is not the case at uh, at Junior. And there was a, I, I asked sort of an in depth question. I forget exactly what it was, but she she quickly responded, "Can I answer that in Italian?" Mm-hmm. And um, and I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." And she <laughs> fires off uh, a, a very very detailed and thoughtful answer in Italian. And her, her I. I manager i don't know if it was a parent i don't know what it was um yeah i mean her, yeah her oftentimes often, yeah oftentimes it is a parent oftentimes it's you know a head of press mm-hmm. or head of delegation but yeah yeah but there, uh, a lot of them do have their parents with them yeah and, i was and, gonna and say then gave the uh and then and then i was given the answer in english after that and it was a wonderful answer she she was fantastic yeah she's she's great. She great and i when i the thing is i speak enough of random bits of enough languages that i can say so you know pleasantries and basic things to all the people I've spoken to, like I, I at least tried to make the effort to say hello and thank you to each of them. And when I do, the sort of look of joy of, <gasps> you know, it's, oh, she tried. And <laughs> Don't do that to the French. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that. No, they will tell you that like, Speaking in English, but like, very dourly. But when, <laughs> you know, when... They can tell. When I said, which is, you know, the proper way to say thank you in Armenian, to Milena, the entire mm. delegation, like, <gasps> like whipped around it's like oh, you said it right i'm like it's like it's it's your word for thank you it's a it's the word you should have know you ever, have it's you ever been have, have you ever had to be like for the record that's all i know basically yeah 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 like, don't get too excited yeah but it's um, it's was, but it makes an impression how was melena very sweet very yeah. very sweet like you could tell she's she cares a lot about her art and her presentation and she's the artist. A, she's a star. She is a star. She's absolutely she's a star. She's incredible. Yeah. And very polished, but still yeah. a little bit in that sort of... I, I see a lot of parallels in the way that I chatted with Milena to almost Lorraine. That sort of slightly, mm. like, you could tell how much she loves what she does, but there's a still sort of like a little bit of a hippie kind of a... 
Yeah, it's a, all cool. A, a, a bit yeah. of a diva, but like a cool diva. Not not diva. Just, uh, just I mean, very self assured, like very in control. Yeah, like self assured hippie. Good. I, I guess I, I mean diva in the way that like like a good diva. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Like yeah. A, like diva. They're like like Aretha Franklin. Yeah. I feel like they're they're. When I talk about a diva at Eurovision, I think that there are three different ways that you can go with it. Don International. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's the, I live through my art and my art lives through me. Sure. Lazara. Yeah. <laughs> there's the, I asked for white lilies, not blue ones. How dare you? Also Lazara. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the, come dance with me. You know, come to mama. We all dance together. And, you know, I love my art and everybody can join with it. And which to me is like Calliope. Oh, Gustav. Uh, I was going to say, um, uh, not an act, but Ahmad, the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, friend of the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, from... we, we, we know he's, Ahmad. He's very much like, uh, like that. Ahmad, uh, Ahmad is, is a uh, head of press for the Czech, uh, Czechia, excuse me, yeah. uh, and is a delight. He's, he's the one person you can always count on seeing running around in, in the press center at, at regular Eurovision, uh, a lot of times with the act in tow. I, I, yeah. We saw... Oh my God! What were they called? Weirdomi, no, or Vesna. Vesna. Uh, Weirdomi also, but but um, Vesna for sure. Yeah, were uh, hanging out and, and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, the checks he, are the best. Yeah, but they're not a junior Eurovision, so <sighs> yeah, get on. And that never have days. been. They I don't have not. Know. They have not. We'll see. Morons. S- Sam, I do have to ask though. Mm. Everyone brings their mom to regular Eurovision anyway, but <laughs> are the like, how often is it that you encounter meddlesome parents at junior Eurovision? Honestly, I really haven't seen much in the way of, like, stage parent. I really, really haven't. That's always the fear. Like, when, right. I, when, I, when I see it's just like, okay, this is a 10-year-old who has done, like, the voice in their country. Mm-hmm. I always have to be like, is this like a Will Wheaton's parents kind of situation? Like, it's like, how? It's like... It's, it, 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 honestly, I think one of the best things about junior is that it has no... And I was talking to a good friend about this who who is... Who has become kind of a fan of Eurovision through through me, and I mentioned Junior coming up, and and was kind of like, ugh, like with the with the kids, it just sounds mm-hmm. like toddlers and tiaras. That's, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, the like image that. that a lot of people yeah. have. Yeah. And, and, but the, like the thing is, that is very much a, a, a nearly exclusively American phenomenon. Yeah, uh, and and. It's not like that. It's really not. And and it's it's like there's no dance moms crap at really at all. I I am sure that it has happened. I I don't know of any specific instances. Yeah, I've never I've never really witnessed any sort of parental haranguing or anything like that. Um, I mean, granted, kids have gotten stressed certainly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they've they've gone through a lot. You know who else gets stressed, though? Hmm. Adults. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, there are a few very well-documented cases of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and to be fair, I think the community and press and so forth have been very supportive and understanding in those situations. Yeah. Like uh, like Blanche. Um, you know, like and Blanche and uh, uh, ice, icebreaker. icebreaker Lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, we don't know lady. what her name is. We don't know her name. Yeah. And like, and she just, yeah, she declined to do any interviews. And we're like, that's okay. You take care of you. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think, uh, I think that especially with kids that people know how to take a step back and, and, you know, treat them with respect. They're kids. If you, if you're being harsh and unreasonable on a kid, then. F you. I mean, mm-hmm. what the hell are you yeah, doing? Get, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and again, it, to kind of bring it back to something we had just been talking about, the, the, uh, 
there's there's a bit more for whatever reason uh, distance between the acts and the press this year, uh, and I get that, but I feel like and I hope that there's a way to that there's a middle ground we can reach instead of moving in the, mm-hmm. the direction where we're we're moving in. But uh, let's um, let's let's wrap this up with some fun facts that we may have learned uh, in the last few days or so about Junior Eurovision. Uh, particularly some things that I think were very, very weird. <laughs> and uh, here they are. Um, in, in the early years, uh, it wasn't until around 2010 or so that, that the expectation of you win, you host was a thing at Junior. Mm. That there was, there was a bidding phase, and it could come from anywhere, kind of like, the, like bidding for the Olympics, yeah. Yeah. basically. <laughs> uh, and and yeah. so, so here's, here's the thing. I, 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 I never would have guessed this for the, for the tons and tons of times I've watched the video. Uh, Sam, you may, you may know this immediately, but mm-hmm. uh, 2008, Biscebi. Do you know where that contest was held? Was that in Limassol? Was that in Cyprus? Cyprus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, a, Cyprus gets to have some fun at last. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, fun in the sun, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that, was, that was their, their fun, slogan. Fun in the sun oh, was, the, uh, yeah. was, was the, the, the thing. Okay, now say uh, it in they, they, beat, they beat Sweden and they beat Ukraine. Uh, as as potential hosts, mm-hmm. Stockholm and Kiev, to to be exact, um, Cyprus has never won this uh, this contest. They have not even participated a whole ton of time. They they have in the past. They they. I, yes, I think I was yeah, actually there for no. I wasn't there for their last one. I was there for their penultimate one. Did they not even send like a we're hosting? Here's sort of like I don't know an an entry. Just oh no no. They're they're hosting? When they there when they host, host yeah when they when they perform they or when yeah. they hosted they had a performer. They just haven't mm-hmm. been in it recently. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. But the 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 reigning champion was Belarus, and they didn't even make an attempt to host, well, uh, which I is. Mean, Ah, uh, Minsk in December. That's yeah. the dream. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the craziest story, and therefore best story, <laughs> about hosting Junior Eurovision uh, has to be uh, 2004, the second Junior Eurovision. And a, a little bit of background. This Junior was inspired by... was sort of a Newton Leibniz thing going on a, a couple of different a, a couple of different inspirations yes. happening at the same time one was in Denmark uh, Denmark had its own uh, sort of kids contest that they then expanded into like all of Scandinavia yeah so Norway and Sweden were participating none of those have uh, participated uh, much recently uh, I think Denmark and and Norway have only participated like three times a piece. Sweden stuck around longer. Yeah, I mean, Sweden were still participating when mm. I started going. I think... Um, zero wins, though. Zero wins. Zero yeah. wins, Sweden. And then at around the same time, Poland, their uh, their TVP was doing uh, a, a contest called Konin uh, for, for children. Or no, I'm sorry. Konin is where it was held. That's a city. I knew that. I'm mm-hmm. smart. Um, but they, they had a... Uh, a I mean, like San Remo's a city, and it's also a festival. So, enough. I mean, like... Well, this one wasn't called Conan. It was called... Uh, I'm Euro- trying to help you out, man. I'm uh, trying to help you out. Euro Conquers. Um, <laughs> which, Wait, which are, means, are you sure that's not just like con- the festival of like people like whacking those chestnuts against each other until somebody's, no, you know... It's, it's like the, the game Conquers bad. Yes. No, uh... It's <laughs> a Euro Conquers. No. Literally, ev- li- the entire Southern Hemisphere retracts in fear. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, so it, it, it just means Euro Contest. Uh, and then eventually the EBU was like, that's a good idea. We're going to steal that. And so 
they, they made one. It was originally going to be called Eurovision Song Contest for Children. Kind of glad they didn't stick with that. <laughs> um, and uh, Denmark, being the, uh, one of the, uh, the, the Newton of, of, the, of the pair, I guess, <laughs> was, uh, was selected to host the first one. Hmm. Uh, and they did. And it was won by Croatia. Yeah, Dino Jelusic, who I think now tours with Trans Siberian Orchestra. He's oh. he's like a he's like a he's a he- heavy metal singer. Yeah, a, yeah. a good oh. one. Too. Yeah, he's solid. He's really uh, again like has a lot of these kids have had continued mm. sustained success. So yeah. I will note, unfortunately, this was twenty years ago. Uh, <laughs> God, I'm old. <laughs> listen, if I have to be old, so do you. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, but that's all. That's all well and good. Uh, but when it came to running the 2004 contest. Uh, there were some issues. Um, it was initially announced to be in Manchester. Mm. It was going to be hosted by ITV. Uh, and then there were some scheduling issues, and then they just said, well, we can't do it. Um, and <laughs> ratings also weren't great. We don't know for sure that that was the issue, but it was quite possibly part of the issue. So they reached out to Croatia, the reigning champions, to see if they would host it in Zagreb. And they said, sure. But then, HRT forgot to book the venue. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Basically, Where was it? Oh, no. Cruise ship. Say cruise ship. No, no. So the, the, the little arena or whatever they had, I think they, they, had, they had just sort of penciled in that it would be there. And then it got booked. And they were like, oh. Oh, crud. Oh, well, we can't use it. So then. Do you know who booked it? Uh, Lillehammer, Norway ended up being the host. Uh, they were given five months. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, NRK stepped in, got it done. Uh, perfectly good contest, as far as I know. I actually <laughs> wanted to know who booked the arena so that oh. Junior Eurovision couldn't be there. Please tell me it was just like Rolling Stone's farewell tour. No. I, oh, nine. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I don't think I have that information. Well, good. I, I mean, I think in hindsight, I'm really grateful to NRK for stepping up there because this was just the second edition of the contest. This is exactly the sort of thing that could just kill something bef- while it's barely out of the gate. Yeah. You know what I mean? American so, Song Contest. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I do find it interesting that the first four host countries no longer participate. Yep. Yeah, so it was Denmark, then Norway, then Belgium, which used to be an absolute mainstay at the contest, and mm-hmm. then they fell off a couple of years ago, and Romania as well. And then 2007 was uh, in Rotterdam. And then we got Cyprus. And then Cyprus. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I'll also note I was going to make a joke about, oh, when's, uh, uh, when's, when's San Marino doing junior? Uh, turns out they already have. They yeah. did it for three years in the, in the mid-2010s. Uh, I don't – how did they do? Not great. Yeah, I don't imagine that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that, I mean, they, yeah, they did it 2013, 14, and 15. Uh, best they did was a 10th place finish, uh, with Michele Porniola. Um, but, it, you know, there was an interesting moment. So at the time, until about 2014, 2015, 15 years old was the age limit for Junior Eurovision. And then 16 and up, then you could do the big contest. Mm-hmm. So in 2014, San Marino was represented, um, by a girl group called the Peppermints, some of whom were actually San Marinese. I think one of them was San Marinese. Wow, one. Yeah, one or two. That's better than usual. I know. Um, so, you know, they had this really cute kind of girl group song called Breaking My Heart. It came in 15th place. Unfortunately, didn't do that great on the scoreboard. But 2014, Junior ends. 
2015 rolls around, not even six months later, and who do the San Marinese representation, you know, say that's going to be singing for them, but member of the Peppermints, Anita C. Mancini, who, <sighs> who had turned 16 uh-huh. that April. Like, she had just turned 16 in time to sing at Big Eurovision uh, with a duet partner, Michele Perniola, who sang for Junior Eurovision the year prior. Um if you remember Chain of Lights, exactly. Who? Uh, if this you if the, you just remember Michele Perniola looking into the camera desperately, just going no. That's that's Chain of Lights. And they said no back. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it did not. It did not qualify. But that has been the quickest turnaround for an artist to go from junior year revision to senior year revision. Now, is, is, is less that, than six months. Is that the reason there's sort of a gap where 15-year-olds can't do either contest? I don't know if that's the, the reason or if it's just more does, of a... Does it seem like that big of a deal? No, but, I mean, or if it's just, you know, there's a difference between... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, okay. I, I don't know. Uh, it, it, but the fact is the, the donut hole, that sort of 15-year-old donut hole kind of opened up uh, it's not long after that. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of the thinking. But... Yes, but like, what's the big deal? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, for some kids, and again, you're 16 years old, doing two of these huge song contests in the span of six months, that's a lot. It these, is. These it's, songs take, that's a, uh, you know, months and months, if not a year's worth of, you know, training and dance and, and all the choreography. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. So if you're worried about the kids' welfare, maybe it's not a bad idea to have a break. Uh, One thing I saw that I thought was just absolutely delightful just now. Uh, So last year, the slogan was spin the magic. And there was a a big... Spin the magic. Yeah, perfect harmony. It's taken me like 11 months to get that unstuck from my head. And now it's just right back in there. Well, okay. So so we have the, the... I love also that the postcards from last year involve spinning the top in such a way that destroys an important Armenian landmark. <laughs> uh, it comes back together. It's fine. I know. But, um, but I-, I loved that theme. Uh, it's, and do you recall, I'm guessing you do, what the slogan was the first time Armenia hosted? Uh, okay. It wasn't Break the Ice. I can remember the, the logo of it because it showed Ararat. Oh, man. I don't remember. It was, and this is a, a beautiful piece of, of coming full circle, I think. It was Reach for the Top. Oh, that's cute. I love it. Did that's super and cute. They will so, this year. Yeah, well, I'm excited to see what their what their slogan is next year. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Back some, on top, baby, there's some, including baby. some great slogans. All right, <laughs> folks, check us out on uh, on the socials. One, two points, USA, uh, at the usual places. 12 points from America, gmail.com. Uh, we just, we'd love to hear from you. Send us, uh, you know, if you have any questions about junior, if you have any questions about what it's like to go to junior or what's different about it, anything like that, just, uh, just let us know. We'd love to, uh, happy to answer some questions. I think next week we are, we're going to have that check-in with, uh, with Lisa Jane about the experience in Nice, uh, and then some additional kind of wrap up on junior. And then it's, and then we're on to, we're on to fitness, I think. Just about, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's about it's about time to start getting ready for. Uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Fickmas. Fickmas. 
It's already right around the corner. Ah, can't wait. Cannot wait. And we are so happy that you at home are joining us on that journey. So... Yeah, I guess the next time that we convene, we'll have our, our next uh, our next winner in the books and potentially next host country, depending on if they decide to take on that mantle. Probably. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. It depends on, on who it ends up being. Yeah. But I, I, I think Armenia will be happy to host again. We'll see. I'd be happy to go back. I, you you were saying, Sam, that, mm-hmm. that like it was one of your favorite places you'd been. And I thought, all right, well, they're going to win again at some point. Next time it's in Armenia, I'm going to go. It is a pain and, in the butt uh, to get uh, there from yeah, here. Yeah, But and it is, I think it's worth it. I'm excited and horrified that it's coming up already, potentially. I'm going to look really dumb next week when, like, something else wins. But that's okay. It's fine. That's what this is all about. We'll make fun of you again next week, yeah. as, we always, as we always do. Get your um, Eric was wrong shirts ready for the holiday. Yeah, we'll find out. All right. <laughs> Until next week, folks. I've been Eric. I've been Samantha. And I've been Danny. And Derek somewhere else in America. Stop, stop listening, listening now. now. Please. <laughs>